0: In, um, in the New Cross it was so awesome and I see God staring us into a particular direction I see God staring this house into a particular direction and I think when she shares that in the next 15 minutes she will just share you know cogently what God has given to her but what God is saying to you to, in this season these are first months of our new year is that If you are a member of CFT Church, you are called to serve. That is why God called you, your purpose. You are called to serve. And I believe very much that at the end of our uh, discussion with you, I will tell you some few things that God had been doing in the realm of, you know, proving or showing that if anybody serves him, everything written will be fulfilled with those who serve him. Shall we just receive the seven of God?
1: Praise the Lord. Ah, God is awesome in this place. Praise
2: the Lord. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. You should jump up and praise the Lord. Amen. We give all glory, all honor, and adoration to the Lord. As long as I'll be permitted to teach us on this uh, altar... The theme I'm bringing forth to us after our convention is called to serve. Say to your neighbor, you are called to serve. We are called to serve in, the, in our homes. We are called to serve in the church. We are called to serve in our community. We are called to serve in our community and also our, our places of work. And this morning I'm here to encourage us again, that we are not called to come and sit down in the church. You don't want to come, if the Sunday has come, then you sit down, you are ministered to, do nothing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you don't even get involved at all. The reason why you are ordained, the reason why you are called, the reason why you gave your life to Christ, is for you to serve the Lord. And that takes me quickly to the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 12. He said we are called so that we can be equipped for the work of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up. We are called to serve. That we should join one to another and do the great work of ministry. So always have it behind your mind. The purpose of my calling is for God to prepare me for the work of service. Hallelujah. That also takes me to the book of Mark. This morning, Mark chapter 1, when the time came for Jesus to call his disciples, he said to them, come, follow me, and I will make you. I believe this morning that God is reminding us again that the reason why we are called is for us to follow him so that he can make us. These disciples were fishers of men. God wants to make us in our professions. God wants to make us, as individuals, in our call, in the area of our calling, in the area of our gifting, God wants to make us. They were officials of men He said, come, follow me. We only need to be obedient to the call of God upon our lives. Every one of us is called. That's the reason why you cannot afford to come every Sunday to sit down. You cannot sit down any longer. We need to do the work of him that called us, while yet it is day. Because night is coming when no one will be able to walk. I want to walk for my Lord as long as it is day. Even in my night time. That is talking about old age. Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1 says, Remember the Lord your God in the days of your youth. When evil day has not come. Hallelujah. You want to remember him now and get equipped for a great work of ministry. God has called you. God did not call you to sit down. Only at the back to be giving gifts to children, no. To get in the church, that's not the reason why God has called you. God wants you to put on on your strength right now and begin to think of what next, Lord? What next, Lord? So this message is to charge us to ask God what next. He's not only called us for Saturday evangelism. Yes, it's part of the calling. But it's calling us to do greater works in ministry. And the book of Mark chapter 1 says, After John was put in prison, Jesus went to the Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. God has called us to go and proclaim His good news. The time has come, He said. The kingdom of God has, has come near, or is near. Repent and believe the good news. God has called us to go out there and proclaim the good news. He doesn't want us to hear Bible messages all the time and then we are remaining the same. He wants us to release the year of God's glory. He wants us to reflect His glory like never before. Amen. The more we do the work of ministry, the more we grow in God. And verse 16 says, because as Jesus picked His disciples, also picked us, and He says here, as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, hallelujah, we do not only need to go to the Sea of Galilee to work there, There are many places we can walk through. As we walk through London streets. As we walk through the high street of of London. As we walk through the high street very close to our places of work. The same way I can see Jesus here. He is everywhere. His presence is everywhere with us. Because he said he will go with you. Amen. So do not fear. As Jesus walked beside the sea of Galilee. He saw Simon and his brother. Andrew casting a net into the lake. Jesus is going to meet you at the point of your need. He's going to meet you in, in service because He met them in their services. He's going to meet you as your ushering. Hallelujah. He met them when they were casting their nets, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Come, follow me. Jesus said, And I will send you out to fish for people. In other words, He said, And I will make you. God wants to make you this morning. Amen. Say to your neighbor, come. Follow Jesus. He's about to make you to fish souls. To fish for souls. Come. I want you to say it like Jesus said. If Jesus said, come, follow me. I will make you. They won't be fast to do it. Come. Come. Say to your neighbor, come. Follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. It shall come to pass. As you are following Jesus, it shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus. At once, they were obedient to the call. Many of us are obedient to the call. That's the reason why we are sitting here today. Many of us are following Jesus. That's why we are sitting here today. So this message is to encourage us. He said, at once, they left their net and followed him. Anyone who is not ready to leave anything to follow Jesus is not fit for the kingdom. Anyone who is following Jesus and uh, turn back is not fit for the kingdom. As we are following Jesus in obedience, let us follow him to the end. When they had gone a little farther, he saw James, the way Jesus was speaking to us. Hallelujah. There were twelve disciples. Jesus, come to help us tell them Simon Peter Andrew James his brother John Philip Thomas Matthew James the son of Alpheus Simon Simon Peter and Bartholomew he has called us to he has he has called me to i am his disciples i am one are you he has called me to, oh, he has, he has called me to. I am his disciple. I is what must do. Are you Jesus' disciples? Are you Jesus' I'm not hearing the yes. Are you Jesus' disciples? He's saying to you this morning, come, follow me. I will make you. As he has called Peter, as he has called John, as he has called James, even Judas. As he has called these people, he's calling you this morning. Come. He called Matthew from greediness and said, Come, follow me. As many of us that will listen this morning to follow Jesus, going everywhere, on the high street everywhere to preach Jesus, it shall come to pass. That I will make great disciples. Guess what? They did not only follow Jesus. He said, When he had gone a little farther, in your daily walk with God, as you move everywhere with God, do you remember to win souls? God is in need of more souls in the kingdom. So when he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. You must be ready. Hallelujah! They were ready in their own business. They were not lazy people. They were preparing their net to go fishing. God wants to use people that are that 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 that, 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 that are not lazy. Amen. They were preparing their nets. They didn't sleep over their nets. Maybe in the midnight they've been there. But they were preparing their net to go fishing. Jesus saw them in active work. And then he called them. If you are lazy, there is no way. If you are always sleeping, always looking at the weather to do something, there is no way you can follow Jesus. May God take all those things from us. So that we can be focused to follow him. They were concentrating on their nets. He said without delay, he called them. Without delay. God wants us to go without delay. Amen. Even when you leave this place today, as you hear the message, without delay, as you get out there, you want to come, follow me. Jesus wants to make you to become somebody. Without delay, they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. What are those things that are holding you bound? Not to do the work of him that called you. They left all these things behind. And they followed Jesus. Now guess what? When we follow Jesus, what happens to us when we follow Jesus? Because we see the fruits of their following Jesus here. When we follow Jesus, we preach him. When we follow Jesus, we teach about him. When we follow Jesus, we do the work of healing as well as he has endowed upon us. When we follow Jesus, we will be well nurtured. In handling the things of God. When we follow Jesus, our giving attitude will be, be difference That we give our time. We give our souls. We give everything that we have when we follow Jesus. When we follow Jesus, we'll be able to administer in His presence. Those things that need to be touched. When you follow Jesus, they'll be touched. It's not going to be that you're just alone on your own. When we follow Jesus, we build the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And that happened when after Jesus has called his disciple. Now come with me to that book of same book of Mark. When Jesus, when, when Jesus has picked his disciple like he picked us, what next? That's the question we ask, Lord. What next? What are the things that I need to do as I'm called to serve? Jesus will grant you that grace this morning to be able to know how to play your part or how to play your role. And he said in that verse 21. He said they went to Capernaum. When they followed Jesus, they did not stay. You know, they were in Galilee, right? So they were going everywhere. Anywhere Jesus went, they were going. And Jesus is everywhere today. Jesus wants us to take him uh, uh, with us anywhere that we go. So as they followed Jesus, the first point of call, they went to Capernaum. And when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach when we follow Jesus we must be a good teacher Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach your synagogue might be the streets of London your synagogue might be this school pit when they give you the opportunity to do so your synagogue might be in your home, hallelujah because he has called us to serve him in your service to him you must teach, hallelujah what were they teaching? teaching the word the people were amazed at his teaching. They got granted the grace. So that when you begin to teach Jesus, people will be amazed. You know when people are amazed, that's, then you, you, they'll be attracted to Jesus because of your word. And that's what happened to Jesus here. He began to teach. He said the people were amazed at his teaching. Because he taught them as one who had authority. When you follow Jesus, the authority of God comes upon your life. Then you'll be teaching with authority. Hallelujah. You teach your children with authority. Amen. You teach yourself with authority. Anywhere you go, your teaching will be, We carry weights. That's what I'm talking about. I you'll say, what kind of teaching? Ah, where is this one coming from? We have, to, we have to go to that church. Hallelujah. Then you begin to win so like Jesus was winning so. Then he said... He taught with one who, like one who had authority, not as the teacher of the law. The teacher of the law will always bring their sermon. Good morning, church. What we are studying today, okay? They be carrying the people. They do, their word doesn't make sense, but Jesus' word was with authority. May the authority comes upon you right now as I'm speaking, so that when you begin to release the word of God that you have known. It will come with authority. And the glory of God will radiate around you. He said they did not teach like the teachers of the law. Reading it to them and arguing and arguing. No, he didn't do that. He taught with authority. The real word of God. What do you want with us? Jesus of Nazareth. Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. The Holy One of God. When you follow Jesus. And you begin to teach. The authority of Jesus comes upon your lips. Even demon will speak. So this this, this demon possessed person was there in the church. When you teach with authority, anywhere you go, even on the street, they cannot come and meet you and say, "Get out of here!" No, because there is one uh, something that is going on on the internet. Uh, Police is talking to you, are putting hand on your. You are not teaching with authority. You are just making noise. Maybe you did not even pray before you left home. Are you listening to me? I just go there. We have to this Jesus. Everybody must be like, no, no, no. no. When you teach with authority, even policemen will stand and they will listen. Are you listening to me? You cannot, they can't argue with you. Because the grace of God, the fullness of his glory is upon your life. So the Lord will enable us so that we teach with authority the word of God. Even the demon possessed when he came to Jesus. When he was there, he said, ah, we know who you are. They will recognize the grace of God upon your life. And people will listen. And people will listen. And people will... I release you into His glory. As you go out this week, you will preach with authority. You will reflect with authority. The glory of God will seem in you because the authority of God is upon your life. In the name of Jesus. Do you know that this demon possessed does not carry Jesus away? You know? I was talking about the, the video that went viral. Hey, don't put your hand in my face. Don't. You are preaching Jesus. Don't. No no, no, no. no. He just said, be quiet. Jesus, because authority is there. Maybe just said, be quiet. Inside. Just gently. Be quiet. Because you are prepared from the house. He just said, be quiet. Or oh, maybe the boss uh, be quiet. I want to do the work now. You understand? As the grace of God will flow through you. It will not make you to be rude. Even when you say that, be quiet, the way is going to sound in the ear of anybody that is hearing it, will be with authority, and they will bow. He said, be quiet, said Jesus. Stanley, it means what he said. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. Hallelujah. We are called to serve. In our service, we are called to preach the word of God. We are called to teach the word of God. We are also called to heal. Hallelujah. We are called to heal. The grace of God to heal, the gift of God to heal comes upon every one of us today in the name of Jesus. He said the people were all amazed and they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching as if they've never had it before. The grace of God upon your life will bring it anew to people. What they have heard before, when you speak about it, it will bring it anew. In the name of Jesus. A new teaching. <coughs> and with authority, He even gives order to impure spirits and they obeyed Him. News about Him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. You can imagine. People are videoing you, the way you are talking, the way you are, you know. Everybody's, you know, at a lot. And they send the video viral. And they say, where is this church? I can Christ, see about that, but what you know in this place? Ah. No, the, that didn't that touch me. People will be the ones that are sending the things around. It's not going to be an argument thing. Jesus didn't come so that we can go there and be arguing. Amen? Jesus came so that we can go out and teach the word with authority. And that's what we are hearing here today. The purpose for which you are called... To serve. To serve in our church. Somebody is sick. There are some people in this church that are walking behind the scene. They take it upon themselves. It's a group. And they will go visiting people that are sick. So if you are sick or you are bound in the house, you didn't tell anybody, don't blame nobody. It's your fault. Or you are going through times and situations. The purpose for which we are called is to serve one another. Amen. And that's why we have some of these people walking behind the scene, And they say, ah, Apostle has not come to see me. Even he said, I have not come to see me. <laughs> you are still joking. You don't know the purpose for which every one of us is called. You are also called, even in your sickness, to pick phone and ask. Apostle, are you okay? Just want to tell you that I'm ill. This is what has happened to me. But if you speak up, people will come on behalf of the administration. Status of this church and they will come and visit you all these things are in place so when Jesus called his disciples he was preaching in the synagogue, he was teaching in the synagogue the grace to teach and the grace to teach with authority also came with the disciples as is coming upon us today another reason why we are called is to serve one another as soon as they left the synagogue <laughs> there is so much work for us to do the kingdom of God is not only this party we are partying. somebody is having party here we are taking uh, clothes and then we, No, no, it's not all about that. There is so much, much work to, to do in the kingdom. That's why we cannot waste time. We are also called to visit one another. Amen. We are called to visit one another in our community. When they had, maybe as they were, they left the synagogue and they heard. Like some of us, we here I come to church you have somebody's in the hospital. You just want, can I branch and see you in the hospital? so if they said you go just go there or you call other people then you go and you go and visit that person so but after they left the synagogue they said ah, well, I need to rest tomorrow I have to go to work uh, we have pastors now that they are put in place no that's not what I'm talking about we are called to serve everybody is called to serve only those people ordained and brought out they are just called so that we can they can allocate something for them to do but every one of us is called to serve your husband cannot disturb you in this work of service. Your wives cannot disturb you in this work of service. Your children cannot disturb you in this work of service. Your friends cannot disturb you in this work of service. Even friends cannot disturb you in this work of service. Your work cannot be placed in this work of service. Says your neighbor, "We are called. I am called to serve. I am called to serve, and the Lord will grant me the grace." To serve In Jesus name So they just left The the, the synagogue He said as soon Verse 29 As soon as they left the synagogue They went with James and John To the home Of Simeon and Andrew Simeon's mother in law Was in bed With a fever And they immediately told Jesus about her So when Jesus heard about her, Jesus did not waste time. He followed them. But eventually, he could not follow them. Other people would be set up to quickly go to pray. So he went to to her. He took her hands and held her up. The fever left her and she began to wait on them the fever left her uh, God has called us in that ministry of healing, hallelujah that ministry where you touch the touch the sick and they shall be whole it comes upon you right now in the name of Jesus, Amen. remember they were doing the work, they were busy preaching and doing, they must have been tired but because of that grace, because of that gift that is in them they were able to they now heard on their way and said somebody is sick you can't afford to say, oh hey, you go I am tired. These are some of us. Eh, you are the pastor now. Go. Eh, you, are the, eh, you are the one that attends to apostle. Go. Let me go and look at the children. You cannot. When duty calls. Hallelujah. You must always know that you are called to serve. Hallelujah. And you must immediately. Amen. And do the work of ministry. He said Jesus took the disciples and they went there. When they got there, it only hand touched. You know, sometimes when people are sick, you only need to go there to touch. It's not time to show that you know how to pray. Oh, everything will be no, no, no. Not time to make noise. By his stripes, you are healed. Hallelujah. Soft and gentle spirit. It is written. You call the word. Hallelujah. And it happened. The Bible said here despite Jesus is being tired and they have been preaching in the synagogue as a hearing of, of someone that is sick they all went Jesus only helped her up when she held her up guess what happened he said the fever <laughs> left that person immediately so the enemy wanted to hold Simon's mother-in-law bound sometimes the enemy wants to hold you bound so that you will not come and walk and do the work that God has called you to do. We are called to serve. But immediately that Jesus touched this woman, what happened? She was healed. And what next? Some of us will be healed. The next thing is to go, just go back to our work and we don't come to church again. The next thing is that she started waiting on, <laughs> on the disciples. God is touching you this morning. So that I'm breaking every yoke that has held you bound not to serve him in the name of Jesus and you will serve him as for me and my house the Lord shall we serve Peter's mother-in-law was healed and immediately she did not say I don't know, I still have pain here and the faith rose up from her and she started duty ha. if it were some of us, I don't know whether it is me I will still be nursing Amen. immediately she started her duty knowing fully well that she's called to serve. Also, the purpose of our calling is to build the body of Christ. Amen. And that you can see. He said that evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus <coughs> all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door. <coughs> it shall come to pass in our midst, in the name of Jesus, when people start he- start to hear about the healing. uh, About the hand of God concerning healing that has come upon us in this church. When it's not only apostles that is touching and is happening, when it's everybody, they will come at this door Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? God wants you to be ready. That's why he's sending this message to us. He said that evening, he said they came to stand at the door because they've seen that it's only a touch that Jesus touched. And Peter's mother in law was healed. And Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak, because they knew who he was. This will happen to us, in the name of Jesus. The purpose of our calling is to preach, and we have seen Jesus immediately after calling the disciples. He led them into the synagogue to go and preach, and the Spirit of God is leading us to the outskirts of England to preach his word. The Spirit led them, again when they had on the way of their duty, led them to heal Peter's mother in law. The Spirit led them also to build up the body of Christ. There are many more people that are out there to serve the Lord. God said to us in that book of John, chapter 9, verse 4, we cannot afford to slow down anymore and be lazy. We must walk while it is day. For night cometh when no man will be able to work. In conclusion this morning, we must not live as we used to live when we are not not born again. We must begin to live a new lifestyle. He said we must not live as the Gentiles do, in their futility of their thinking. That is thinking their own way, from God's own way. God's own way is to remind you again today that you are called to serve. Both in the church, at home, in your community, your places of work, wherever you go, you are called to serve. You are called to be an helper to somebody. And I conclude this morning with this nursery rhyme. Hallelujah, I love it so much. This is how I was brought up, this is how I was taught. Taught as a young girl. That's why you see my heart is. Go for all these young people in the church. A lot of you mothers that have not released your children. to so come and be plane here. <laughs> you better start to release them. Because the cloud of glory is on those children. By the time you begin to see the manifestation. You will be shocked. May you not be among the people that will be shocked. Those of you that are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Begin to prophesy that your own child will be there. Hallelujah. And that brought me, because when I was preparing this message, God, I was hearing one, two, Who can tell me what it is the name, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hallelujah, those of you that went to, to school. That's how I was taught. And I want to use this nursery rhyme this morning to tell you to buckle up your shoe. Hallelujah. It takes you to buckle up your shoe to, for you to go out to, to go and uh, to come to the community to serve. One two. So buckle your shoe the way I'm taught is get ready to walk as one that is called to serve. Buckle your shoe. Get, if your shoe is not buckled, no, it will just be fling. You can't. You can, there's no way you can walk this walk of faith. You must buckle the shoe of the spirit. Hallelujah. To do this great work that is before you. One, two, buckle your shoe. Get ready to walk as one that is called to serve. Three, four. Shut the door. Knock at the door. The door is your mind. Start walking and be focused. Three, four. Shut the door. Shut away every worry Knock the door. Start walking and be focused. Shut the door, shut the mind Against any or anyone That will distract you To do this work of ministry Three, four must come to pass in your life Amen Five, six Pick up sticks Get your tools ready In this case it's the word of God Hallelujah the Bible Get ready, five, six Pick up sticks, pick up sticks When you pick up sticks Seven, eight you lay them straight hallelujah then clap for yourself hallelujah hallelujah seven eight lay them straight work at whatever you do with perfection hallelujah by fixing the stick together whatever you do do it with what? with perfection nine ten nine ten he said the result of your hard work will be fruitful or oh, there'll be a bounty have it When you are feeding a hen and a beef like they lay good eggs, isn't it? So night and your labour will not be in vain. In the name of Jesus. Since we have the mind of Christ. According to the book of First Corinthians, chapter two, sixteen. If we have the mind of Christ, then we must demonstrate. As I've told us this morning. I call on the man of God that will close us. Amen. Remember this nursery rhyme as we go along. Buckle your shoe. Shut the door of your mind to start the walk right now. And don't be lazy. Don't get, don't get distracted. You have to five, six. You have to pick up sticks. You have to get your tools ready. You have to get the Bible. Know the Bible inside out. Amen. Seven, eight. You have to lay, lay them straight. Lay the stick straight. That is, work work at whatever you do with perfection. By fixing your sticks together. Amen. Then you will see the result of your hard work. In Jesus' name. Can we put our hands together as I call the man of God apostle? (laughs) Remember, God has called us to serve. And in our service to Him, we must be ready to preach. We must be ready to teach. We must be ready to demonstrate His power. Healing. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want us to There's sing this song things. I don't know whether we We can sing this song Because I really want this, this song to encourage us Sorry about that We sang it in New Cross and I feel we should sing it Amen Must I go on empty handed Hallelujah You know one of the reward of serving God Is for us to Make sure that we win more souls to the kingdom Hallelujah If you have that choice there could you put that song for us? Must I go on empty-handed? la 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 Let us rise and sing that song. Amen, we cannot go empty-handed before the Lord. Hallelujah. We must be prepared. Amen to go with souls to the kingdom. Hallelujah. This will charge you as you leave this place. This song will remain with you. Go on the internet and sing it over and over again because we shall be rewarded. Amen. Let Apostle it study for us.
0: Brother Must I go and empty I'm dead
2: My dear redeemer They do que
0: Saying, "Thus saith the Lord, you will not go empty-handed in there. What you hold in your hand, I prophesy, according to the promise of God, which never fails. The Lord will open the floodgates of heaven; He will pour out rain upon the works of your hands. In these very week, He will take you from where you are to the place of abundance. The Lord will anoint your heart, anoint your mind, anoint your spirit for the work of service. May your knowledge of Him grow deeper on a daily basis. May your love for the Lord increase on a daily basis. May you be drawn closer to the heart of the Father may his purpose for you be fulfilled in the land of the living. You will live long to fulfill the purposes of God in the land of the living. In Jesus' holy name we are praying. I can hear you say, Amen. Take your seats for two minutes. Brother, you remain where you are. You know, I believe very much that God has spoken to us. And what God is speaking to us is very, very more timely towards us. He has instructed me to teach you. That's why I allow him to come and share about this scripture. But the amazing thing about Mark chapter 1 is this. While she was reading Mark chapter 1 uh, is the nucleus of, of the message, what determines what happens to you is who you follow. Write that down. What determines your life Is who you follow. Jesus met the disciples and said. Follow me. And I will make you. Isn't it? Come on now I can't hear you. Mark 1 17. Come follow me. Said Jesus. I will make you. And the Lord told me to tell you this. I said that in in the. In New Cross. While we were sharing this message. You are not able. I mean. God is not able to make a person who does not follow Him. For God to make you, you must follow Him. The person you follow determines what happens to you. When you're at a university, there are some lecturers who are very, very intelligent and very communicative. And students who follow them, they come out with distinction. And I can tell you in this world, there are many people who follow celebrities, watch their lives shortly after. Their life begins to change to the life of that person. Who you follow determines what happened to you. Jesus said, Come, follow me. Then I will make you. Of course, in this context, he was using their career to show them what he can do. That is, I will make you your fishermen. Fishermen you are. But I will, uh, fi- fish, you are fishermen, but I will make you fishers of men. I love that. There is great benefit in following Jesus. I plead with you, commit the whole of your heart to follow the Lord. But I will read this to you as well. To follow him you must carry your cross too. Matthew ten thirty seven thirty eight Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. What is hindering you from serving God? What is it? If you love anything that God gave more than God, you are not worthy of Him. That's what he's saying. You are not worthy of Him. You know, believers in Christ always pray, God bless me, God bless me, God bless me. (laughs) <laughs> there is a place you get to that you prefer it. Because it is a spontaneous, it is like saying, God, let me breathe. God, let me breathe. If you are alive, you breathe. I want you to follow God to the place where you don't ask Him anything of such. Because blessing is spontaneous to followership. When you follow God with all your heart, You will have God in your contemplation all the time. And if you do, God will have you in His contemplation all the time. And what will He do? He will bless you. Even when you don't need the blessing, He will give you anyway. So you must carry your cross. And you must recognize nothing is superior to your following Jesus. And the next one is that you must deny yourself. Jesus said further in chapter 16 verse 24... He says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone will come after me, he must deny himself and take off his cross and follow me. Alright? The first one he says that if you love anything more than me, you are not worthy. You must carry a cross. But now he says you must carry a cross and also deny yourself and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life, lose it. We lose it. But whoever loses his life for me, we will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world? He has so much money, he has so much fame, he is celebrated, he is a celeb, but yet profit his soul. Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? Understand this that anything we are on earth is temporary, and when we die, it's gone. In a short time, all the celebrities that they celebrate today, nobody will remember them. Nobody will remember the existed. I would get there, but then our life after death is the longest because it's for eternity. So God is saying to you, don't let anything of this world hinder your service to God. And finally, God rewards those who follow Jesus. Matthew nineteen twenty nine, and everyone. Who has left houses, brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers, or children, or field, which is business. Your career, your pursuits in life, for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much as, as, as much, and will inherit eternal life. Can I say this before you pray for yourself? Understand what Jesus was saying here. This is very interesting. Anyone, everyone, who has left houses, brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers, wives, or children, or business fields, for my sake, will receive what? How many? How many? What will you receive? I can't hear you. So, will you get 100 times house in heaven? No, he's talking about half. He's talking about half. Why should you struggle with success? I ask anyone who attends this church, why should you struggle with success? You are not supposed to, if you attend CFT Church, if you do what we say. Success is in the hands of He who created success, and His name is Jesus. He says, if you can deny yourself of all those things, that is, you do not replace your service for Him with all these things He blessed you. Oh, my business. Oh, my house. Oh, my husband. My wife. Come on now. If my wife were coming my way to serve God, I would drop that wife. Because if I don't drop her, I will die and leave her one day and face myself with those eternity so, marriage is not supposed to be a deterrent to serving God. It should be an enhancer. Are you listening to me? God promoted, you gave you a job. That job is supposed to be an enhancer. Don't you understand? If it is God who gave the job because you served Him, how can the job now hinder you from serving God? Which means, if that job can hinder you from serving God now, you are blocking your future prospects. Do I say something sensible? Listen to me. The way to success is what you are just been told. God is interested in soul winning. That is His business. That's His industry. Next Sunday, I'm going to talk to you about purpose-driven church. Let me tell you my testimony. Last week, what did I get in my school? Say it loud. I told you now. I told you I got 82, 83.33, really. It was 83.33. I saw it was 82, but it was 83.33 when I checked the, the dashboard. And I said that we have to pray for 90%, isn't it? Let me tell you some strange stuff. They gave us a test this week. Alright? And it is an objective test. That is, they ask a question, they give you four similar answers. Options to answer. So enough. I started to answer the question one after the other. And then at the end of the question, it marks you there. You know those objective questions? You don't go home to take answer. And once you click it, you can't re click. Are we together? Once you click it, tells you part, it, 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 right. You click it, it says wrong. You click it, it say right. You click it, it says wrong. At the end of it, it gives you a summary. You will know your summary before they summarize. Do you know what happened? I got 100%. <laughs> I got 100%. Look, here someone is saying that, oh, it's very easy. This is Cambridge University. Okay? This is Cambridge University. When I got it, I asked God, why are you giving me this? Because I know it's not in my strength. They told, they they gave us a question and they wanted us to write our opinion. Our personal opinion, they told us to redefine high impact leadership from all what they have been teaching when i defined my definition of high impact leadership the lecturer just said fantastic no more comments how did i define it as i as i hear god when i'm writing sermon and scripture i was hearing god and i was writing and what I've written now, you will be shocked, I will give it to you. It will be used in the lecture of Cambridge University. Because it is a new dimension of perspective of definition of high-impact leadership. You know, because when we went on discussion of my lecture, I made mention of that again and again. It is a new definition of high-impact leadership. We will be used in lecturing people. How did I get it? He was speaking to me. Why should he speak to him? To me? I serve him with all my heart. This week, we had Bible study here on Tuesday. Where were you? Some of you are here. If you are not here, where were you? This week, we pray here every day. 7 p.m. Is that the time you should engage yourself with visitors? Who cannot add anything to your destiny? Excuse me, somebody. Okay, but then, on Monday tomorrow, it is in this church, every ordained leader should gather on Monday for prayer. Prayer for what? The work the ordain you for. This church, these people, these people, there are people who are sick, that needs to be healed. There are people who are jobless, they need to get a job. There are people who have problems and issues. And you as, a, as an ordinar, deacon, deep deaconess, elder, pastor, evangelist, prophet, apostle, pope, all of us, the ordained, Our job is to pray for the people so that every day we will have testimony. Some came. Where were you? Excuse me. Some had vigil They come after Friday meeting, they do vigil You have never been to one vigil And yet, when they call one useless prayer ministry somewhere, you run there. Yeah? Some do that. Those are the kind of people that they will leave their wife at home and be taking care of other women outside. But when they come home, they punish the wife at home. You know there are some men like that. Why are you looking at me like this? All the women in, this, in the office, will say, ah, he say, he say, he say, he's a very good man. When they slap him in the office, he say, <laughs> he say, don't worry, don't worry. Because it's a woman who slapped him. Okay? But the one at home, the moment they hear the dog, ba, They know that he's the one who will knock once. Because the next knock, if the door open quick, they will have to intercede in that family. You see, it's, like, it's, like, it's similar to a Christian, who you have prayer in your church, you don't go. Where they hear God, you don't go. But when they said that one gymnastic is somewhere here, you run there and spend hours In your own church, you may be looking at time. God deliver you. Who are you serving? Now, finally, let me say this to you. When when I go into teaching you about purpose driven uh, church, I will be applying it to organizational purposes. Everything that I've been taught is for organization, to turn conglomerates around. Okay? But I found them in you, I found them in church. so, when I teach you about church application of it, I will teach you how you can apply that to your company where you are working, organization where you are working, so that your promotion will be easy to get to the top. Easy to get to the top. You, you only need to speak the language of today, and you will get to the top easily. I will get there now. So, if you are working at the time of prayer, no problem. We know you are working. God knows you are working. If you close late, while others are in prayer. God knows you are closing late. And you'll be praying at the time with them. But not when you get home on time and you relax. So what I said, that God is not hard to serve. Who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that? When the, Jesus said, from the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers what? God. And violent people take you what? God. Satan is not an easy meat. Uh, it's not easy meat, I tell you. Tragedy should not strike a believer. Because it's a promise. All the messing up of the devil over our life, we have to put a stop to it. The only way is to turn to God and serve Him God way. He says that anyone who serves me according to the scripture, out of his belly shall flow. Jesus said it. Anyone who serves, I will look at that when I begin to look at purpose, vision and the rest of them. Anyone who serves me, Jesus said, according to the scripture. Because people will serve Him not according to the scripture, but according to their own style. Don't ask from God if you don't put into God, you know. Right, we together now. Let's stand up together. We're going to pray. You will pray for yourself. Anything that can hinder me from serving God truly. Father, take it away from me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Anything that can hinder me. Whatever the devil has been using against me to hinder me from serving God. As for me and my house, the Lord shall we serve. Deliver me, Lord. Tell the Lord, deliver me, Jesus. Deliver me, Lord Jesus. Anything that will hinder me, take it out from me, Lord God Almighty. Anything that can hinder me, tell the Lord, take it out from me. Take it out from me. Let me be a sacrifice break every chain oh Lord tell God let me have a hunger for you Jesus says there are those who thirst for righteousness they shall be satisfied he says if anybody follows me as the scripture says out of his belly his river shall flow <coughs> Lord we pray thee Lord, we pray thee. Tell the Lord, empower me to serve you, and grace me more to serve you. I want to serve you. I want to serve you, Lord God. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me. My broker break receive Tell the Lord to help you. Destroy everything around you that hinder you from serving God. Everything the devil said to weaken and weary you. Tell the Lord to destroy it. Begin to declare, My time has come. The Bible says, Where well, you see the shaking, which is happening now in the United Kingdom. He said, Look up, your redemption draw near. He says, In the time of famine, my people will enjoy plenty. Father, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee. Help us to have you in our contemplation in anything we do. There is a great reward in serving God. Begin to tell the Lord, make me into fishers of men. Teach me how to fish for men.